Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and today we've got another News Flash episode for you. But first, we have a couple of things off the top. We've been doing rapid reviews of House of the Dragon over on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels. So if you're someone who's watching the show and you want to check out someone else's opinion on it, and you like hearing from us, feel free to go follow us on those platforms so you never miss it. We're doing weekly uploads at this point, and we're probably going to continue that through the entirety of the series. So um, that's something to look out for. The other thing that you want to look out for coming your way this week is the Better Call Saul film essay, which we have coming hopefully on Friday, so a day after this uh, podcast drops. And uh, we want to hear your opinion on it. I've worked really hard. I basically spent a full day editing, writing, doing all of that stuff for it. So um, I'm really proud of it. It's the first of its kind. And if you'd like to see more from us in the future, feel free to let us know down in the comments below on that video when it drops on YouTube. And you can find us at youtube.com slash the borough reviews. But as far as everything else off the top, that kind of takes care of it. So now, without further ado, let us get into the news. If you would like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks depending on which part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a special Discord server. Meanwhile, the producer's crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. And for the executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little special care package their way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain access to early video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up with the Borough Reviews, you can find it all on our Patreon page. Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network, and we know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Today's headlines are from the New York Times, Collider, Bloody Disgusting, The Wall Street Journal, and JoeBlow.com. Just a few days ago, Warner Brothers Discovery had a big night at the Emmy Awards. The company's premium cable network, HBO, had the strongest night of any television outfit, claiming prizes in both the best drama and limited series categories, and Ted Lasso, the Apple TV series produced by the Warner Brothers Television Studio, won for best comedy. By Tuesday morning, painful business realities had sunk in. Roughly 100 employees at Warner Brothers Discovery were laid off on Tuesday, mostly from the ad sales division in the United States, two people with knowledge of the cuts said. After Discovery merged with Warner Media in April, executives pledged to find $3 billion in savings and telegraphed that job cuts, particularly in duplicative areas like ad sales, would be coming. The company has a debt load of more than $50 billion. Last month, HBO and HBO Max laid off roughly 70 staffers, which mostly affected the HBO Max unscripted and live-action family departments. And earlier this year, Warner Brothers Discovery pulled the plug on CNN+, which also resulted in a wave of cuts. There will be additional rounds of layoffs in various divisions of the company over the next two months. 
Meanwhile, Halo Season 2 has begun filming. Master Chief has returned to set, as Paramount Plus announced that their hit action drama Halo, based on the popular video game franchise of the same name, had begun filming after a successful first outing on the streamer. Production is currently taking place in Iceland, with additional filming scheduled to take place later this year in Budapest. Ty West X prequel Pearl screened this week at the Toronto International Film Festival as part of its Midnight Mass lineup. The most shocking part, perhaps, is what came after the screening. A quick VHS-style teaser popped up post-credits to reveal a 1985 setting and a little title card, Maxine, a third movie that's coming from West in A24. That's right, we'll see more of Maxine, played by Mia Goth, years after she survived the events of X. Three different eras of film, two killer women, and one fantastic collaboration between Goth and West, all wrapped in one horror trilogy. First up, check out Pearl in theaters on September 16th. Paramount Global is considering discontinuing its Showtime streaming service and shifting its content into Paramount Plus, according to people familiar with the situation, a move that would streamline the company's offerings amid a crowd of competitors. Showtime's $10.99 per month service features programming from the premium channel including Billions and Yellow Jackets. Discussions inside the company to fold that service into Paramount Plus are still early. But it is becoming more difficult for smaller streaming services such as Showtime to compete in a sector full of options for consumers. Across the industry, companies are looking for how to improve their pitch to consumers, from building to pricing to examining which products should survive in the marketplace. For Paramount, combining the two streaming services may require complex negotiations with cable and satellite television providers who carry the Showtime TV channel. Paramount has broached the idea of closing the standalone Showtime service in conversations with at least one major TV partner. In an interesting, although unsurprising, turn of events, a film showcased at only one screening during the Toronto International Film Festival has been pulled Wednesday morning due to rights issues and has had future screenings cancelled. The film in question is called The People's Joker, which uses many references and likenesses to the famous DC villain The Joker, as well as references and callbacks to past Batman-related movies and properties. The film comes from director Vera Drew and is a satire on the comic book character where the Joker's transformational journey is turned into a transgender journey. According to that shelf, the movie was pulled because Warner Brothers had apparently served a cease and desist to both the Toronto International Film Festival and the filmmakers due to copyright infringement. This move probably shouldn't have been a surprise since the trailer for the film proudly states it is, quote, an illegal comic book movie about a transgender clown named Joker. The film will not be screened for the Toronto International Film Festival judges, however, since it did play at the Midnight Mass segment of the festival, it is still technically eligible for the People's Choice Midnight Mass Award. Should it win, it remains to be seen what will happen to it. I'm sure you're aware by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies, and even stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal, to reach 400 subscribers by the end of this year. Right now, we are about 300 subs away from reaching that goal. And, if we hit this goal, we would like to celebrate by doing something special for our followers, and we'll rely on you to help us decide what we end up doing. 
to find us, simply go to youtube.com slash thebrewerreviews. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. So as a quick discussion, let's talk about the Emmys because we had the Emmys, uh, the 74th Emmys actually, uh, presented on Monday night and a lot of things came from it. First off, out of the 46 total Emmy nominations that Better Call Saul has, it has not won a single one of them, which I think is important to note, mostly because I'm a huge Better Call Saul fan, and that's just kind of my shtick. But it's not only me, as there have been popular articles posted in the likes of Variety and The Hollywood Reporter about just how bad Better Call Saul has been snubbed over the past few years, and I think it's important to note Now, a few exciting things did come out of the Emmys. You know, you have Ted Lasso, which I know a lot of people love, uh, winning big in the night. Um, And Succession, of course, is a show that a lot of people, like, kind of had trouble getting into. But certainly after a few seasons, a lot of people caught on and really like Succession. I myself have not seen anything of Succession, not in long form. I've seen clips and stuff just circulating on social media, but I've not actually sat down to watch the show. History was made last night as Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, is the second person now to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, and she won that for Abbott Elementary, which a lot of people love. You also have Zendaya, who broke records as well, being the youngest two-time winner for acting in Emmy history, having celebrated her 26th birthday less than two weeks ago. Lizzo also won for an outstanding competition series, and Michael Keaton won his first Emmy as well alongside everyone else. So a lot to celebrate in the Emmys, to say the least. I think it's important, so I'm going to play a little clip from Cheryl Lee Ralph's uh, acceptance speech of her award from the Emmys on Monday night, and uh, hopefully you enjoy but I think it's a really important speech, and it's been the talk of the town, basically, in Hollywood for the past few days of just how important of a night it was for so many creators. Take a listen. I am an endangered species, but I sing no victim song. I am a woman, I am an artist, and I know. To anyone who has ever, ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true, I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you because if you get a Quinta Brunson in your corner, if you get a husband like mine in your corner, if you get children like mine in your corner, and if you've got friends like everybody who voted for me, cheered for me, loved me, 
you. Thank you. Thank you. I know at this point you've heard us talk a lot about our website, theburrreviews.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and even more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrreviews.com in your web browser to find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on the website and fill out the form. There, you'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, let's talk the weekend box office because we have a few things that are actually coming out. So first off is Sony's The Woman King. Uh, Viola Davis leads the period wartime epic, aiming for an adult audience turnout following a severe lack of appealing content on the big screen. That was written courtesy of Box Office Pro. Uh, So far, the film is sitting at a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes from 36 reviews, which is a pretty big deal. Tracking so far has been scattered, according to Box Office Pro, to pinpoint exactly what it can do. The samples range from recent films like Beast and Where the Crawdads Sing to pre-pandemic titles like Harriet, Hustlers, and Widows. So right now they have uh, The Woman King sitting in a weekend range of 16 to 21 million. So we'll see eventually where it lands there. Probably a good figure right in the middle is about 18 million. And then for Pearl, which is Ty West prequel to X that came out earlier this year. And that film is sitting at a range of 2.5 to 4.5 million. And we're looking at probably closer to the $4 million mark for Pearl. uh, But we'll see there. My official guess for Pearl is going to be a little under what's projected. I'm projecting on the high end of two, so I'll go three million for Pearl. And then for the Woman King, I'm going to go 11 million. I don't think it's going to quite hit the way that Box Office Pro seems to be tracking, despite all the positive press, uh, but we'll, we'll eventually see. And then when we do our recap um, next week, I'll let you know officially what came in. For Barbarian, I said... 11 million and barbarian came in right under that projection at 10 million dollars which i don't think is too bad considering the low end of last week was 9 million i'm pretty happy with that overall i would say remember that if you're listening on spotify we actually post the polls underneath each episode for the box office projection and then i also post it on twitter so you can go to either of those spots to vote in on the box office projection and to let your voice be heard as to what the projection stands every week. So this week specifically, I'll probably ask about The Woman King. So head over to Spotify if you have it, and or Twitter, and you can go ahead and vote on that poll. So lastly, let's get into the new releases for the week. What is new as far as movies, TVs, and games? Let's get into it. Alright, so for films releasing in the theaters, let's talk about it. We have Clerks 3, which is a Fathom event. The Woman King tells a story about a general of the all-female military unit known as the Amazons and her daughter. 
who together fought the French and neighboring tribes who violated their honor. And lastly, we have Ty West Pearl, which stars Mia Goth, and like I said earlier, it's the prequel to the horror film X. Those are the main three things that are being released this week. You also have Blonde, which is the Marilyn Monroe biopic that stars Ana de Armas. That'll be in limited theaters this weekend. And you also have Moon Age Daydream as well, which is a cinematic odyssey exploring David Bowie's creative and musical journey. And for TV, you have Harley Quinn, the season three finale on HBO Max. You have Atlanta, season four premiere, and you have the Vampire Academy, season one premiere on Peacock. And finally, you have The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. This would be the season five premiere that actually released yesterday. So you have a few things to watch on TV and no new AAA or big video game releases this week. So those are all the things you have to check out. Let us know what you're going to be doing this weekend. Are you going to be heading out to the theater to see The Woman King or Pearl? Are you going to be streaming TV and movies at home? Or are you going to be playing nostalgic video games that you just can't get enough of? Feel free to let us know. That concludes this week's episode of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in every week with me. Uh, Next week, we do have a really special episode for you. I think you'll be quite surprised by what we have lined up. And there are a few surprising things that are going to come out of next week's episode. So I can't wait to reveal all of that in due time. But for now, stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy the weekend.